welcome to the 3P, the Piper's Pit podcast. Uh, joining me tonight is uh, Ben and Jay. And uh, normally, the first thing we would do right here is do a recap of the previous week. But since we don't have that, we're going to talk about uh, some of the draft picks from this last draft and uh, decide if anybody thinks that some guys are looking better than they thought or some are looking worse and what are some of the big injuries we got. So uh, I, I really haven't done much research into this other than I know that Callaway is uh, expected to start for the Browns, it looks like, against the Steelers. Yeah, but let's be honest. That's only because Josh Gordon missed part of the offseason. Um, anybody that truly thinks Antonio Callaway is going to start over uh, Josh Gordon, they're, it, that's asinine for the rest of the year. Yeah, but, hey, you know, you get out there, you get a shot, and you perform. You never know, man. There might be a little pressure to keep him out there. True. So, I mean, I'm just excited to see a rookie playing year week one. I mean, that's exciting, you know. Well, well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, from right off the bat, looking at the draft pick, Jay, I don't know what you're doing. If you're sitting there on your lips or uh, not even paying attention. But from what I can tell in this draft, man, a lot of the rookies that were hyped up and talked about early in the um, preseason, they've gone – they've disappeared. I mean, you've got guys that tore his ACL – um, and I'm just talking about some of the guys that I picked. You got Ronald Jones that's third on the depth chart right now. That I mean, he, he couldn't he couldn't find a hole if he had it in his underwear. Um, but a lot of it, you know, a lot of it's the O line that's been blocking for him too. Um, you know, you got people uh, like Ben Ronald Jones is just take straight trash. I told you that before the draft. I said don't draft that bone. And then you told me to also pick Rashard Penny, which put on seventy pounds like Eddie Lacy. Well, so your pick would have been much better, Jay. My pick would be much better than Ronald Jones. That's oh true. yeah, I agree. Rashard Penny, he is second on the depth chart and he's fat. I do agree with what you're saying. What was expected to be a really nice draft class for running backs has really kind of flipped on its head and has not turned out well. The the pick I we you know, we did the pre-draft pick. I thought Royce Freeman might go early second. Matt picked him, I think fifth. And at the time I thought that was early, but it has turned out. I would say if we were repicking today, he would probably be he would go third overall. Yeah, he would probably go third overall. So it was a if if it weren't for Geis's injury. Yeah. So Hey, it's it, it even it even goes to show with your wide receivers too. I haven't heard a whole lot of noise other than uh, your Cortland Sutton. Uh, he's made a lot of noise this off season or in the preseason. Um, you know, I haven't heard a lot about DJ Moore, nor have I heard a lot about Calvin Ridley. Even though I think Ridley will be a solid pick, and so will DJ Moore. Uh, but when you look at the players that have had a lot of hype during this preseason, you're looking at your second round players again. Yeah, that's um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a rookie draft, so you know, if if rookies get on the field, that's usually a bonus. It doesn't happen too often. Uh, usually, it's year two, year three. Um, if they're getting on the field year one, then their team either sucks or you know they're just they're just that good. Um, so I mean, anything else before we wrap this segment up? No, I would. Uh, you know, I, I would like to start. You know maybe talk about some of the late round picks. I don't know if that's something that we're uh, looking at doing. Um, 
but some of the late round picks could be um, could be very beneficial. Uh, you know, maybe we could call out some of the uh, obvious late round picks that will be draft steals. Yeah, no, that sounds good. We can go with it. What do you got? I think. Well, I, I'm going to go off what I've got on my team, um, and I think it will be the steal of the draft. Looking at Trey Burton, I think I got him in the fourth round overall. Uh, a top tight end or top ten tight end could easily fall into the top five if the Browns use him like they did Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry, the Bears. Well, turn yeah. hey, out. Your but I think to say he's going to turn out like Travis Kelsey would be a, a an incredible achievement, you know. But I, I do think you got a really good value in the fourth round for sure. Um, do you have any sleeper picks, Jay, or draft steals? Um, you know, I was trying to bring up that information online to see the history of that. Um, I tell you, one guy that's looked really good is John Kelly, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be a draft steal in the sense of, you know, unless Gurley gets hurt, he's just going to sit the bench and his value is only going to go down um, from where it's at. It can't really go up if he's not getting played. But if he gets a chance, I think you, Sam could have got some really great value with when he picked John Kelly. So I'm really surprised John Kelly fell to the seventh round or sixth round in the NFL draft. I was very shocked at that. Yeah, I was. I, I tried everything I could with Sam. I offered him. Offered him quite a bit for that John Kelly pick. I was really hoping to get John Kelly there. But, um, no, I think, yeah, lots of potential there. Surely a, definitely a, one that slipped beyond probably his uh, value. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if John Kelly would have ended up at Tampa Bay or, you know, a, a running back needy team, I would very, I would have very much considered taking him early first-round pick. Very, very seriously would have thought that. Um. Well, let's let's move on. We got um, no transition music tonight. I'm gonna try to add. I don't know if I can cut these segments or if I can only edit the front and the back end. But uh, we would normally go into the interview segment. We don't really have an interview week one, so I thought we might discuss Jay being on the show. Uh, ben, do you think Jay can hang with uh, you and me on the podcast here? Yeah, you know, if, if Jay would uh, Jay would kind of limit some of the things that he has going on. Of course, Jay stays busy. Uh, but, no, it's uh, – listen, it's something that a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into, and uh, I appreciate you doing that. And, you know, I kind of come on and just ad-lib a lot. But, um, yeah, I think Jay would be um, – Jay would be a good one to have around. Jay's very knowledgeable of fantasy football, um, and he's very knowledgeable of our league, even though I think uh, – He's a little hard butt sometimes with the commissioner status, but sometimes you got to be, you just got to be dr- cut and dry. And I appreciate Jay putting the time in with uh, Flea Flicker also. So I, I appreciate Jay's dedication to being correct because he's, he's so certain about the decisions and, and the opinions that he has. So it, it makes it a lot of fun when you're wrong, Jay, to, to rub those in your face because you're so, uh, so about it. But I think that's gonna that's gonna add to the show a little bit what here. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I, I just love how you just you're just like no no that ain't gonna happen. That was awful. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like two quarterback system. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
No, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, so we get we we'll be able to get good clips of Jay saying, "Nah, that ain't never gonna happen." And then we'll be able to kind of turn it around on him. So I'm probably a little more passive aggressive, I'm sure, in the, in that fact. But uh, but yeah, it's gonna oh, be no, fun. I'm, yeah, he's a wide open target for me. so going beyond that jay you excited to be on the show yeah excited to be on the show excited to uh help out when i can and i guess i'm just on here to get made fun of but i guess we'll make it happen right that's right (laughs) it's gonna be exciting of course that's 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 the whole reason we invited ben on to begin with to Strong Listen, that's the only, that's the only reason why I get to play fantasy football, period. <laughs> that's where y'all got to have somebody make fun of. Yeah. Uh, uh, we wanted to make this segment instead of an interview about the divisions. So you got the hot rod division with Bob Vance, the Mega Gunites, the Knox Villains, the offensive material, and the Vols. All right. Uh, overall, I think you got a terrible division. I, that's that's where I was going to go. I'm in that division, and I would say it's probably a weaker division than than the sleepers division over here. Only um, one team out of that division will make playoffs. That's that's yeah. very possible. True. I, I I disagree. You would. <laughs> yeah. I one the Vols are really good. The Megagonites are really good. He's got two. He's got David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, got two really, really good running backs. He has um, – Royce Freeman. He's got one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. He's got good wide receivers. So, I don't think there's no reason. Now, he doesn't have – he's got a lot of younger depth, but he doesn't He doesn't have any studs coming off his bench. But if he stays healthy, there's no reason he couldn't win. He could be a kid of 2018. The balls are really good. Um, and I think he's got a good chance. Chris, I never count Chris out, ever. He'll make 500 trades and trade every draft pick he's ever going to have to win. And so, I mean, I, I think on paper it might look a little weaker. But And I, I know we've talked a lot about Sam. You all with me? Yes. I think, hey, guys. I do think team is – Hey, Nate. Uh, I think we cut out there for a second. Did y'all cut out too? No, we're still good. Jay was rattling on. All right. Well, I didn't get that recording, so – that's all right. I'll um, I'll I'll see if I can edit it. But um, yeah, I not one's better than the other. I think the the problem is your bottom feeders over there. I mean, I think you're going to have more of your bottom feeders on on that side of the bracket. Um, Hold on, let's let's go back to Sam's team. I'm sorry, I, I can't get over Sam. Jay saying Sam's got a good team. I, <laughs> I said add I don't think there's any reason they can't win some games he's got Deshaun Watson he's got Jay Ajaya who will start and be a running back too he's got Julio Jones Larry Fitzgerald Golden Tate Juju Smith-Schuster so he's got some good wide receivers that can score some points if he had an injury where say TJ Yeldon started getting to play or Alfred Blue or John Kelly or even Philip Lindsay one of these guys that would have a chance to play He's got Mike Wallace as a receiver as well. With now that Alshon Jeffries hurt, he's going to get some more playing time. I'm not saying he's going to win it. I'm not saying he is even going to make the playoffs. I just think his team is not as bad. I don't see him making the consolation bracket. Well, I don't see why he couldn't. So, well, it only takes third to last to, to get to that. So, <laughs> uh, uh, or second to last. Ben, you are the expert on not making the tournament. Listen, I am very good at not making the tournaments. <laughs> well, I 
I don't know. I, I think Sam's team is going to be okay. His benefit is I do believe that wide receivers have been put a little bit more in their place this year with the points. And so I do think that wide receivers are going to be a little bit more valued than they have been in the, in the past few years. Um, now we jump over to the sleepers bracket. You got the Nightman, the Yeti Hunters, uh, my Balzac, Hurts, Hurts, and then Show Me Your TDs and the Young Guns. Um, it, I, I'm really excited to see what your team's going to do this year, Ben. Every year it's a mystery. Uh, usually it flutters out by about week uh, five. <laughs> but well, let's think, let's be honest. Every single year, every single year, I am showered with injuries, and it has already started this year. Two of my running backs, starting running backs, are down already. I think that this is one of the better years you've you've had as well. Um, I think this, you have more potential this year than you have in the recent past. But just looking at that division, I think you definitely have with Jay and Kit, depending on Kit's running back situation here, I think you've got two of the stronger teams in the league right there. Yeah, Kit, once again, Kit has a great lineup. Him and Matt's team remind me of a lot of each other. They have really strong starting lineups. and But once you get past maybe one or two people coming off the bench, there is very little to replace that. Um, I'm going to be honest, and I, I'm not being biased at all. I'm just looking at fantasy football and calling a spade a spade. Jay has definitely the deepest team in the league, in my opinion. Um, the second deepest team, in my opinion, goes to me. And then you've either got the balls or you're going with Matt at that point. I think those are your top four teams this year. And then you go with Kit at coming in at five, in my opinion, for the top scoring fantasy teams this year. And you're going you're gonna to ixnate Campbells, who's done pretty consistent the last couple of years? Yeah, you know, Campbell's got Adrian Peterson. Campbell's got a really old team, which doesn't mean anything when it comes to fantasy football this year. Um, if they're playing this year, they're playing. You know, I just – I don't see – I really don't see the older guys holding up. I really think Adrian Peterson, that's going to be a running back by committee. Uh, you look at Marshawn Lynch, he's got Doug Martin behind him. I really think they're going to split a lot of carries. Uh, Antonio Brown, I mean, he's Antonio Brown. But after you get past that, I mean, he's got Leonard Fournette, which is a, a good running back. Um, I don't know, man. You, you know, I think he just has a very solid, decent team, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Jay, any opinion on the sleepers bracket over there? Yeah, I think – I do think Campbell – I don't think his team's that old. I think he's got a pretty solid team. I mean, he – he – is he doesn't have a lot of depth. He's got a lot of old running backs, which definitely hurts. But he's also got James Conner. So, if Le'Veon Bell decides he don't want to play, that's going to be a huge get for Campbell. Um, but I think his team's good. I do. I would agree with Ben. I think his team's got a lot of depth. And I think they uh, – it's the best chance Ben's had. I mean, he's already absorbed two injuries to, to, to two running backs. And I think he's still in good shape. So, I think it kind of shows you how well he's done the last couple of years building his team. But, you know, being once again, I have no doubt he'll end up trading about three or four guys away that'll end up costing him the year as he rebuilds again. So, just call me the balls. I can't be called the balls. Old man has the balls. 
But that's what I feel like. I feel like the Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah. All right. So, hey, we're going to head on into the matchups for the week. Um, we'll look at those, and we'll start with – I always forget that when I'm looking at it, it's going to list me first. And so I always list mine first. I'm going to have to try to remember in the future not to list mine first. But we've got uh, offensive material versus show me your TDs right now, which it is week one. So it really put play it for what it's worth. But Flea Flicker has me projected to win by about four. And um, shoot, I mean, I'm picked thir- uh, third to last. Aldrich's picked last in points this week. And I think this is going to be a close one. Uh, Aldrick usually finds a way to beat me. And so I'm going to go with myself just because I think I do have a little bit better lineup. But I am really hurting in that quarterback position. So any opinions, guys, on this first one? Go for it, Jay Bird. Yeah, I I think you've got – you know, you've got Saquon Barkley. A lot of people are loving Emmanuel Sanders right now. But I think there's some potential there to score some good points. Um, but yeah, I think you, I think you're going to have to do some work on your lineup somewhere if you want to compete long term this year. But I definitely think you could pull out a win this this week for sure. Um, Audrey's also starting Carlos Hyde, which is a you know, I like Carlos Hyde. I think he's a good player, but it's a definitely a dicey situation to be in with three running backs there that are all probably starting caliber in the NFL. So what do you do in that situation? He's also starting O.J. Howard, who's kind of in a situ- uh, another timeshare situation. So he's got some guys he needs to be worried about. And I'm sure he would love to be starting Carson Wentz instead of Marcus Mariota this week. But Wentz is not playing. So I'm going to call this the shootout less – game of the week <laughs> I I don't know if I don't know if every team will score 80 points um Nate I do like your team I, I do like CJ Anderson to be honest with you I think he'll get a lot of the goal line carries um I don't think Cam um Cam Newton's gonna run the ball as much this year I think they're gonna try to limit him and they say that every year but if you look back you're going to see his stats have reduced over the past years. He's getting older. He's not able to take the hits that he's been taking. Uh, McCaffrey's more of a third down back. Yeah, they're going to use him, mix him in the backfield. Um, but you also got D.J. Moore. I think D.J. Moore is going to be a big force, too. I think they're going to move him to the number one wide receiver position, move Funches back to where he's comfortable, with the number two slot, uh, and just be the big man on the campus. Uh, you've got Saquon Barkley, which they're going to feed him the rock with Odell on the outside. And you've got Sterling Shepard out there. It's going to open up. They're not going to be able to stack that box. I think uh, Saquon's going to have a ton of upside this year. Um, I look for him to be number three running back in the league. Um, You know, you you go on down the list, you've got some pretty good players, some good matchups. I go with Jay on the Carlos Hyde and the O.J. Howard. You've got Cameron Brait sitting there. That's uh, that's always been a very consistent target, um, especially for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then you've got, you know, there's a lot of weapons on that team to begin with. Um, so I think OJ kind of goes down the list. Uh, Carlos Hyde, like Jay said, you got Duke Johnson that caught, I think, more balls really out of the backfield than any other running back in the past two or three years. Um, and then you've got Nick Chubb sitting there that's maybe one of, if not the best pure running back out of this class. Um, he's a total monster. I think it's going to eventually steal a lot of touches away. So I'm going to go with you for the win this week, Nathan. 
All right. So that is, is that a sweep for me? I believe so. Uh, so I think it's going to be interesting. It could be a two, three pointer at about 85 points, but uh, it is week. Once again, it is week one. Uh, next we got the Nightman versus the Yeti hunters. And right now, assuming everybody's got their lineup in, you got Jay projected to win by about seven. And so Ben, I'll let you start this one out. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I like Dalvin cook. I like Dalvin cook a lot. Uh, I just want to see how aggressive he is coming off a knee injury. That is either going to win or lose this ball game. Uh, They're playing the San Francisco 49ers, I do believe. Um, and San Francisco is loaded at linebacker. They've got a pretty solid defense. Um, you know, you, you've got you've got a new quarterback in town. You've got Stephon Diggs. You've got Adam Thielen. You've got a lot of weapons in that offense. They had them last year. Cook still did a good job. It's going to open up a lot of running lanes for Cooks. Um, I just, I just want to see how he performs. You've got Alvin Kamara on the other side, though, that does not have a timeshare with Mark Ingram the first four games. Um, you know, you wonder if teams are going to stack the box a little bit more, but you got to be careful because you got Drew Brees. And I will be at that game, by the way, so maybe I can do a little live podcast coming at you from uh, from New Orleans. So I'm I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to see what the Saints do with Kamara the first four games. Um, Jay's pretty loaded at wide receiver, so I just don't see I don't see the reigning champion of our fantasy league going down this week. I'm taking Jay over Kit solely just because of the weapons that he has. But but that all depends on Dalvin Cook. I think it's going to have to do more with uh, Old Le'Veon. I mean, when Kit doesn't get to start Le'Veon this week, he's going to have to go to his bench, and it's not looking very solid there. I mean, you're talking another five, six points at least. Um, and I do think Garoppolo is going to have a better game than what he's projected. Uh, but, uh, you know, I still don't think Kit, Kit can beat Jay this week. I think uh, Kit's going to have it. Jay, any opinions on, on yours? And well, match I mean, of course. Of course, I think I'm going to win, but I also know that he has, he does he, he's not going to be able to start Le'Veon Bell, but he does have Alex Collins coming off the bench, and Alex Collins is playing Buffalo. They they should score a ton of points, um, and then they might get ahead, and if they do, they might just grind it out with Alex Collins. That's his perfect setup for a game, just handing the ball and letting get four yards in the cloud of dust type situation. So I think there's some points there to be had. Um, I'm not too worried about Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo. He Minnesota's got one of the top defenses in the league. I think the fear there, if it turns into a shootout, um, but if it does turn into a shootout, I'll be playing Thielen and Dalvin Cook. So I think there's a lot of value there for me as well. So, yeah, but at the end of the day, I, I think I got the best team in the league, so I think I'm going to win. But when you look at Kit's team, it is, it is good. And if T.Y. Hilton can return to – his form when he's had Andrew Luck, he's got a really, really good team. So, all right, moving down the list, Mega Knights versus the Vols. Jay, you want to start us off here? Yeah, I'll definitely start this one off. It's uh, also predicted to be a higher scoring affair. Um, I think Dad's old, the old man is predicted to score the second most points just by a few tenths of a point beneath me. Um, it's going to be hard for anyone to come at the old man and win, I think, with the consistency he's going to get from 
Gordon Hunt and Gurley all being just target hogs. They'll get a ton. They're going to get points no matter the week, no matter what the game plan is. Um, he is weak, I think, at wide receiver. He's got Amari Cooper who needs to have a bounce back year. And then he also has – he's starting Demarius Thomas and Kenny Stills. And they've got some potential. I think he – I think if he wants to make a run through the playoffs and win the league, he's going to have to figure out – he's going to have to trade for another wide receiver or really hope one of them steps up big. Um, but I think if you want to beat him consistently, you're going to have to come um, every week with it. But I do think – I love the Mega Gonites team. I love Stephon Diggs. I've been trying to trade Matt for him all summer. I think he's going to have a huge year. And if he gets Corey Davis um, to produce, I think he's got a really, really good team. Um, so, yeah, I think, though, for this matchup, I'm going to go with the Vols just because of those running backs and how good they are. Yeah, Matt has an extremely athletic team. Uh, you look at kind of the players he has, any of them could just take over a game and just be phenomenal. There's there's not many that he has that just couldn't destroy any team that they're playing against. And and you wonder if it's if, if it's one of those athlete situations where, hey, I just want to take over tonight, and, and they do. But uh, looking, looking at this game, it might come down to a Monday night, and we're looking at Jones versus Cooper and Gurley um, with maybe Matt with a little bit of edge and points. So it should be exciting to watch that one all the way out through Monday night. Uh, ben, any opinions on this one? Yeah, man, you know I got an opinion. I um, Listen, Tyreek Hill, I like him a lot. He was actually a free agent pickup. He picked him up two years ago, probably the best pickup um, in a long time outside of C.J. Anderson. Uh, and I dropped him, and I think Chris picked him up a few years ago. Anyways, um, you know, the thing about Tyreek is he's got Sammy Watkins, a big red zone target, Travis Kelsey. He's got Kareem Hunt. That, that's a lot of targets along with a rookie quarterback. I would – I am I think it's a safe bet to say that there's going to be a drop in pro, uh, productivity from, from him this year, even though Mahomes likes to air it out. Uh, Stephon Diggs, I'm with Jay. I really like Diggs a lot. I, too, have tried to trade for Diggs. Uh, I think I even offered two first-round picks for Diggs, and uh, Matt turned it down. Um, but, you know, he's a solid player. But, once again, you got a lot of targets, including, you know, your tight end Rudolph, Thielen, Cook. You've got a lot of mouths to feed, along with a new quarterback, even though uh, – He's been in the league for a while. It's still a new system for him. But I Diggs is definitely a, a number one right wide receiver. Um, I like Matt's team also. He's got, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, I'm not a huge, huge McCaffrey fan, nor am I a huge Corey Davis fan, even though I'd like to have both of them on my team. I do not like Marcus Mariota. I do not think he's a top 15 quarterback in the league. Um, I just – I wouldn't put a whole lot of faith in him until he's able to to get the ball downfield. But I'm going to go with the balls on this one also, even though I think it will definitely come down to – it's going to come down to one player shining more than others. It's not going to be two or three players. Yeah, I, I didn't make a pick officially, but I'm going to go with the balls, And I'm probably less confident in this one than I would say – uh, probably any of the other matches this week. I mean, it, it could be a toss-up with, with the athletes that are on both of these teams. Um, moving on, we got the Knox Villains versus Bob Vance. And right now, Flea Flicker has Bob Vance winning this one. 
by about eight points. So, I guess Ben, you're up. I'm not picking. I'm not picking Sam's team any this year. That chooses a quarterback over Todd Gurley. I just ain't gonna do it. I think that Chris has a lot of potential in his running backs. Shady's going to be playing week one. Uh, it's Buffalo. They really don't have a lot other than Kelvin Benjamin and Shady to go with. I think uh, Peterman got the starting nod, uh, I, I, if that's even his name, um, at quarterback. I think they're going to force feed Shady, whether it's one, two, three yards of carry. Uh, so I like – I'm going to go with Chris in this one with Devontae Freeman and Shady leading the way for him. Chris has Smith in over Stafford. Um, you think that's going to be wise this week? I'm never going to go against uh, Stafford – or, uh, yeah, Stafford, period. I just think he's maybe one of the most pure passers in the league. Um, not the greatest quarterback in the league, one of the most pure passers in the league. And um, – Alex Smith, listen, he's very consistent. Um, he's he's got a great pass rating. Also, I just think the weapons that um, Matthew Stafford has are a little better than what Smith has. But I hope Smith throws it to the tight end at least five hundred times this year. <laughs> Jay, what you got on this one? Yeah, I think Chris has got to get Alex Smith out and get Matt Stafford in. Uh, but- Stafford's going against the New York Jets. I mean, they're one of the worst teams in the league. So, get him in there and let him score his points. Um, and I think – but from a scoring standpoint, my only problem, I really – I lean towards Sam, but I feel like with Sam playing um, Latavius Murray, he's basically playing a man down until he finds another running back that's starting. I, and I think until he does that, it's going to be hard to pick him um, – but otherwise, like I said, I actually really like Sam's team other than that one position. But I'll uh, I'll go with Chris. Yeah, I think uh, this is this is also the one I was going to go against Flea Flicker here. I was going to pick uh, Knox Villains as well. So sounds like none of us are really going against what any of us think. Uh, we all seem to be on the same side of the decisions here. All right, the last matchup we've got is the Young Guns versus my ball Zach Ertz. And, Jay, we'll let you start this one out. Yeah, I'm going with my ball, Zach Ertz, I think it is. Listen, it really comes down to uh, I'm not going to bet against Antonio Brown, especially Antonio Brown playing Cleveland without Le'Veon Bell. He's probably going to score 35, 40 points, and I don't see any way that that's – I don't see Ben overcoming that. Um, I think I just – yeah, as a general rule, I think he's the best fantasy player in the league, and he needs he's going to score all the points. So, um, but I like Ben's team. I don't like Marquis Goodwin against Minnesota. Um, I don't love Mike Evans. We've talked about this some, Ben, and I, I think he's probably the most overrated player in fantasy. Um, Ben's also he's starting Chris Carson, um, which I think there's a lot of not really sure what's going to happen there, but. Yeah, I think overall, I think Campbell's got the team um, to beat Ben this week. So, it's yeah, it's hard to overcome anybody that scores thirty-five points. I mean, they're basically scoring for two people. So, if Antonio Brown does manage that, I think you've got to go with Campbell. Um, it's week one, right? It's week one, so you go with what you know. And Antonio Brown's probably what they know this week. 
Uh, however, I will disagree with you on Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is going to have a big day against New Orleans, and I think Ben's going to gain a few points back there. Um, overall, I think this is a tough pick, uh, but I'm going to probably give the edge to Campbell as, as well, uh, mainly because of that matchup, uh, matchups this week. Or else, you know, I do like Ben's team a lot, but matchups, man, you know, New England's going to come out playing football week one. They always do. So, Ben, what do you think? How do you think it's going to go this week for you? I, I'm going to start off with the Mike Evans comment, and I, I have I have disagreed with Jay every time he says that. And I'm going to put stats behind this. Mike Evans has never had under 1,000 yards his entire career each season that he's been here, uh, two of which he has scored more than, I think, 12 I think 12 touchdowns in two seasons. The other one was five and three. Um, I think a lot of it has to be with inconsistent quarterback play. You put him on a team with somebody other than Jameis Winston who misses at least three to four games a season due to suspensions or discipline or uh, whatever the case may be. I think Mike Evans is easily in your top five dynasty uh, wide receivers on uh, any team given whatsoever. Uh, I, I'm going to look at the matchups here. Um, you know, Marquis Goodwin, I don't think anybody can keep up with, with him. I think Jimmy G's got to throw the football. He's one of the most reliable targets. I think he'll see at least 12 to 15 targets against the Minnesota Vikings because the Vikings have such a, a, a solid run defense. And um, with Jarek McKinnon being out, his safety net's gone. So they're going to have to throw the football, San Francisco. I think they're going to be down. They're going to have to throw the ball. Uh, the, what I don't like about this matchup, though, is Odell Beckham is going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, that's going to be a very solid matchup. Um, I, I like Drew Brees in this one. Um, Campbell, he's got a solid team, but I'm never going to go against my team, so I'm picking young guns or whatever – Tebra's titties or who or whatever my name's going to be after Jay decides to change it. All right. Um, so there you go. Just a recap. Uh, I think we picked offensive material, Nightman, the Vols, the Knox villains, and the only one that was two to one here would be Ben's game against Campbell's. So now, Ben, do you have a rant ready for us? Yes, I do. I have a, a big time rant. All you right, know, you're up. You look at these teams that are out here that have a, a fighting chance to win, and we've talked about the Vols. Uh, you know, when somebody offers a plethora of wide receivers that could start probably 50% over what you have on your entire team for little to nothing like a third or a fourth-round pick, uh, even with Sam's team, you know, you're turning down solid bench players – that you could put on your bench, um, like a Kelvin Benjamin, and I'm throwing trades out there that I've made. Kelvin Benjamin, Devontae Parker, that's a number one round pick. Uh, you know, yeah, he's been injured, but he still produces when he's on the field, maybe not a consistent level. Uh, you've got your Devin Funches that is pretty much the go-to target for uh, Kelvin Benjamin. I'm sorry, for um, Cam Newton. And then you got Randall Cobb, which is still a number two wide receiver that's still 27 years old on one of the most pass-happy offenses. And these people are just like, nah, I'm good. My team's solid. 
I'm like, dude, you got freaking trash on your bench. Take a filler, a third-round pick, put them on your team, and freaking trade them for a second or a first-round pick to a team later on that's needing a wide receiver, such as the Vols, to make it to the playoffs to win the league. As y'all noticed, it's pretty dang hard to win this league. It's pretty dang hard to make the playoffs at times. Um, so I, I'm kind of confused about what dynasty fantasy football is um, because sometimes I make trades that are very cheap and people don't want them. And then I make trades that are expensive and people don't want them. I've offered Odell Beckham for two first round picks and people's like, nah, I'm good. I want to use my picks. And then you pick people like Ronald Jones. That's a bust of right now. <laughs> or you pick somebody like Geis that tears his ACL or you trade a first round pick for McKinnon and he tears his uh, ACL. So it, I would really like to see a lot more trades go down, take some chances, move some people. Uh, there's been multiple players that have been offered for picks that people turn down because they like to ride them in the dirt because hopefully they will be something one day and they end up either dropping or getting nothing. They try to live by these people when they draft and it's like they're lifetime players on their team. So loosen up the reins a little bit, guys. If somebody offers a draft pick for a player that hasn't done anything in two or three years, the chances are they're not going to do anything in the next two or three years. So freaking, like, let it go. I traded Todd Gurley for two first-round picks. Guess what? I'm still okay. My team is still good. Do I wish I had Todd Gurley on my team? Yes, I wish I had Todd Gurley on my team. But you can always build it up. Will and deal. Be a trade. Accept one every now and then. That little button that says counter, push it. Offer something asinine. You never know. Benjamin may take it. I may give you a player just for wanting to trade with me. But seriously, enjoy the league. It's more than just drafting one time a year and then stashing the players on your bench. So pull out your tampon and have a little fun. This is Benjamin signing off of his rant. Thanks, Ben, for the rant. Um, I'm always afraid to hit that counter button because I'm afraid Amazon's going to send me an abacus to my doorstep. Jay, anything uh... – as a, the commission of the league that you want to you want to get into before we go to the local forecast? No, I'm excited uh, for the season to start. I do think it'd be nice to go ahead since before the season even started for us to make a prediction on who will win the league. Um, just kind of get your thoughts and then um, I'm excited. I will I will get on being there a little bit with his rant and uh, and just say it is more fun, guys, if you are willing to make some moves and do some trades or respond to. I know Ben gets frustrating, but just something to think about. So, all right. So, final. Hold on, hold on. Time out. Whoa. Did is that on recording? Did Jay just agree <laughs> with me? Yeah, we have it. We have it. It's, it is. Please it's tell me that's on recording. We might introduce the show with that clip every week. What do you think, <laughs> Ben? I do think though, if you, if you want to talk about one of the problems you just said in there, you acted like trading three guys for a third round draft pick, and then you're just saying, well, you can turn them into a first or second round draft pick, obviously they can't because you can't even turn them into a third. No, no, they, they can because when you've got Funchess, you look at Funchess last year, and I, I'm going to hit on this quick. You got Funchess last year that was a top 20 wide receiver. 
I promise you somebody would have gave a second-round pick for him last year going into the playoffs to know that they could add a little depth to do that. Kelvin Benjamin, hello, who else are they going to throw it to? I promise you by midseason, I I would almost bet a draft pick that he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver this year. I would almost bet the house on it. Well, carry on, Nate. Carry on. <laughs> Listen, it's hard. It's hard to make when you know the cuts are coming up, and you're about to add three more people to your roster, and you're going to lose a third round pick. It's hard to make that trade when you're sitting there thinking I might just end up dropping one of those three guys anyway. So, if you drop Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches, or Randall Cobb off your team, you've got a heck of a team. No, you would. You you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't, right? But you, you know, you're looking. I at, understand looking people at don't depth. want to. Yeah, I understand people don't want to drop a sixth round pick that they just made. I understand that. I really do. But how how often? And Jay has hit on this a thousand times. How often does a late round pick catch on? How often does a first round pick catch on? Fifty percent of the time. Fifty percent of the time. You've got guys out here. That are that have been in the league for three or four years that are already called on, that have already established a wide receiver position that will make you fantasy points that are being turned down for a big what they may they may listen. I, I'm I'm starting to listen to Jay and I'm starting to pick up a little bit from Chris. I just traded two first round picks for Keenan Allen. Hey, listen. I, I'm kind of picking up on how people are winning in this league, and I'm I'm starting to pay attention. So it's, it's I do way, I do like trading though. It's, that's the way I always gone. I've never had earlier than a third round pick. If you go back and look at the past draft, this was the first year, and I think it was worth Saquon Barkley. But we'll see. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, appreciate that, Ben. Thank you for you're that welcome. pick. So uh, we'll get a local forecast. Local forecast: Lawrence County High School Wildcats are going to be at Columbia. And so it's possible this could be a, a good game. So if uh, we've definitely got to turn some things around and uh, we've, we've got to learn to tackle, uh, you know, it goes back to basics. I think there's a speech at halftime that the whole game revolves around tackling and blocking. And, and we've got to get back and, and make sure we're making, making those plays, but that could be, could be an interesting game. It'll be at, at, uh, at Columbia. And then uh, Blackman High School will have Smyrna this week. Smyrna looks like they look pretty solid. They did lose to CPA, but CPA pretty much gets whoever they want to. And CPA has been a solid football team for the past few years. So I'm not going to go against Blackman here, but I do think it could be a solid game, uh, Blackman and Smyrna. Uh, hey, Nate, I'm, hey, Nate, will you pass a message on to – I don't know who does the defensive play calling at Lawrenceburg. Tell them for the first three plays of the game on defense to freaking bring the house, baby. All 11, bring it. Yeah, we, we call that our storm stunt. So I mean, yeah, freaking bring it. I'm up. saying all 11. Don't even <laughs> cover a wide receiver. Bring them. All 11, you know. Yeah, bring yeah, them. Sound strategy. Sound bring strategy. them. If they uh, score, they <laughs> score. But dude, freaking bring the house. Set the tone early. Uh, <laughs> uh, this week, the Tennessee Vols 
have uh, East Tennessee State. So hopefully, hopefully, this will end up being a win for the Vols this week. Uh, being any opinions on our Tennessee Vols versus East Tennessee State? Well, Randy Sanders said that he was going to tear down the goalpost himself, walk it down the interstate naked if East Tennessee State upset the Vols. So I would almost like to see that. Um, listen, Tennessee's in a rebuilding stage. Um, I get frustrated a lot. I see a lot of uh, – I, I saw a lot of inconsistent defensive back play uh, last week. I know that they were going up against All-American players, wide receivers, uh, Greg Jennings Jr. I mean, they had a lot – What I think West Virginia could very easily be a top eight team this year, especially with the schedule that they play. Um I, I just saw a lot of inconsistent play, and a lot of it has to come with youth. Uh, but I think the balls this week at practice, I, I think Pruitt's going to really uh, make an emphasis on taking better angles at practice, and the DBs not biting so hard on some of these um, on some of these routes. But I don't know, man. Um, the ball's very inconsistent. Uh, Guantanamo or whatever his name is, he was probably the bright uh, spot that in the running game. Um, for the ball. So I really would like to see uh, Helton air it out a little more um, to open up the running game for the balls, but definitely start throwing the ball uh, a little bit more on third downs instead of running on third and four. When you've got a passing game like the balls do right now, they, I think they may have one of the, one of the best passing uh, teams in the SEC. And that may shock people when I say that, but uh, they've got some wide receivers like crazy. Yeah. Um, Jay, any opinions on Tennessee Vols versus East Tennessee State? Yep, we're going to kill them. We're going to kill them. All right. I'll get them all. Uh, yeah, as far as Tennessee, I think Pruitt has probably given out a lot of death stares this week at practice. Um, and then, uh, man, I just felt like the linebacker stunts just looked the same every time we stunted a backer. It felt like it was the same look. And, you know, maybe when you're young, that's that's the approach you got to take. But, uh, you know, I was talking to Kit, and, and I think I posted it in the podcast. Experience goes a long, long way in week one. And for the Falls to be so young, taking on a team that was, you know, this is, this is the year for them, right? And I think that was a big deal, and that's why that score ended up so uh, far apart. I think West Virginia can get beat. Because I think there's going to be teams out there that will match up really well with them and also have time to game plan and strategize against them. And I think that's going to make a big difference. But, it, you know, it, it's as awesome as he played against – Greer played against Tennessee. You know, there's there's a lot of potential in their season as well. I think they – Well, I want to add something real quick to that too. There, there was a block, a blindside block right before halftime that would have moved them out of field goal range that gave them some momentum going into halftime. Um, I think that was a very, very huge missed call. You can't bank anything on that. Um, And then you had the weather delay with a young team, a new coach, really don't know how to deal with that, that's going into an hour weather delay uh, or an hour and a half weather delay. I think a lot of that took a lot of momentum from the air out of the tires. Um, But, yeah, for overall, I think the balls did pretty good. Um, I mean, they scored 14 points, uh, could have had a chance to score a little more, uh, gave up some big plays, some missed opportunities. I'd like to see them uh, 
get a little bit more turnovers though. So, but I just want to throw that in there too. Right. And then now the the Titans will have the Dolphins. And is that a twelve o'clock game? Do y'all know? I don't know. I don't even root for the Titans. <laughs> no Titans. I have no clue. Titans have the Dolphins, and I think it's a twelve o'clock game. Last year, they they first week was a three thirty game, I believe. But um, that ought to be a fun one. You know, two teams that it, that feel like they should be better than they are, I believe. And so uh, we'll see which one shows up to win that one. All right, guys, I've enjoyed it. Um, I've had a good time on the podcast tonight, and we'll try to get this up. If I can do any editing, I hope that I can. Uh, if not, then I'll try to have this up uh, tonight. I'll just go ahead and put it up without music tonight. Hey, if so, we can uh, next week, I think it'd be a pretty cool idea to come up with some trades that we would like to see around the league that may benefit some teams. And that way, when people do trade or they offer trades, people may not think they're getting ripped off. Um, and even people that – I'm a big trade. I, I like trades. I know y'all find it hard to believe. But if you get a trade that somebody sends you that you're iffy about – Send in a question to Nate or Jay. That way we can talk about it on the podcast and uh, see if you're getting ripped off. Or, hey, I've got Jarek McKinnon. I know he's hurt, but what do you think I could get for him? And, you know, kind of throw out some questions like that. It would be kind of cool for us to be able to answer those and give you our opinion on what you can. Uh, you can actually get on the podcast and leave questions. So maybe we could do a Popper's Pit podcast trading post and – you know, old Steve over here's got three beagles for sale. Um, you know, one of them type deals. But yeah, um, I think it'd help out a lot of people trying to value their trades. Yes, I think you're right. I think it, we could help find value for trades. Yeah. So, All right, Jay. Anything as we we head out? I got nothing. No calling card. No, you've always nothing. had nothing. Just like, at, your whole, just like your whole fantasy James, team. The belt I got. Freaking trash. Dude. Your fantasy team's trash. <laughs> no, no, at James Franklin Hartsfield on Twitter.com. Nope. Uh, ain't nobody going to follow him. Look at the trash that he has, dude. <laughs> follow that crap. All right. Enjoyed it, guys. Good night. And uh, looking forward to a fun week. See you, fellas. Good luck this week. Except you, Campbell. Eat, eat dog doo doo. Teach me how to swallow pride I took advice no fool would take I got some habits I can't shake I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer But I know enough to know If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough